everybody, welcome to this bonus episode. You can see from the title, it's not a full murder mystery like we would usually do here. Due to some personal issues, uh, it's taking us a bit longer to get the next full Solve This Murder out. It is on the way, but in the meantime, I, I didn't like having so much time with nothing on this feed. So, this is, uh, it's, a, it's a bonus episode. It's slightly different than something you will have heard here before. This is a murder mystery that was run for us by a patron of the show. One of the, one of our Patreon donors, Kylie Bruce, contacted us saying that she had a murder mystery for us to play, and we thought it would be a fun thing to just play. We weren't sure if we were going to release it as an episode, but we recorded it just in case. Uh, that's why I'm doing the intro now, as opposed to in the original recording. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it actually ended up being sort of like a mix between our two shows. For people who don't know, we make this show, Solve This Murder, where we solve murder mysteries, and we have another show called Escape This Podcast, where we do escape rooms, audio versions of escape rooms. And this sort of straddled the line between the two in an interesting way. So we had the recording, so we thought, hey, it was a lot of fun to do. I'm sure you'll all have a lot of fun listening to it. It did take us a little while, so we've, we've cut it up into two sections. This is part one of two. Next week, you'll get part two. I hope you enjoy it. It's a little bit different, but it was a lot of fun. The next Full Solve This Murder will be coming soon, uh, and I'll give you a teaser now about the title. You may have noticed how fun alliterative titles. Stay tuned at some point coming, hopefully not in too long, will be our next mystery written by me, played by Danny, the virtual victim. But in the meantime... Enjoy this great bonus episode. All right, we're going to get straight into it. Here it goes. So you've been invited to a train murder mystery. Now this is the last ride of the Emerald Express before her retirement to the Museum of Railway History. You are old friends with the twins whose eccentric uncle has passed, leaving them his prized train. In its time, the Emerald Express has carried several famous passengers. You and your partner have been invited to play a famous pair of detectives. Now, Bill, you're going to be a very tall, fair-haired young man known for his attention to detail and his affinity for writing down everything. <laughs> well, don't make me write down everything. His name is Dorian Menlo. Dorian... what was my surname? Menlo. How do I spell Menlo. Like Menlo Park. Yeah, I know. I was going to say like Menlo Park. And then I realized I don't know how to spell Menlo Park. So M <laughs> M E N? M A N L O W. Menlo. All right. Now, Danny, you're going to be Ella Menlo, a noticeably petite young woman known for her signature red lipstick. I know how lipstick works, mostly. You're Ella Manlo? Yep. What a coincidence. Who would have thought two Manlows who've never met each other before would be on this train? <laughs> All right. You and your partner arrive at the train station, and you're greeted by the twins. They welcome you and hand you the keys to your cabin. You enter the train through the door to the sleeping car. You walk into a long, blue-carpeted hallway with six cabins along the far wall and a bathroom at the very end to the left. There are doors on either end with plaques over them. The one to the left is labeled private car, and the one to the right is labeled seating car. You find your cabin, which is cabin two, and have a look. 
Inside are bunk beds to the left, an armoire to the right, and a small writing desk under the window, straight ahead. Now, closing the door behind you, you find that there's a small sink tucked in the corner between the armoire and the door. Now, in our room, there were, there were bunk beds, there was the armoire, mm -hmm. and there was... Was it a desk? Was it a desk in there as well? Yes, a small writing desk between the bed and armoire. Glad I didn't make that up. Nice. Okay. Think I have all that written out? All I'm picturing is the silver streak. <laughs> of we course. Just, we were just at uh, at my parents' house recently, and, and we were talking about trains, and my dad was like, every train movie is a good movie. We should watch The Silver Streak. And we sat down that evening. And even I've never heard of The Silver Streak. never heard of this movie. Um, it's a great movie. It's just a fun, like... It's not a murder mystery. It's a. It's just a. It's a. It's like a comedy. It's a murder caper. Yeah, it's like a murder caper with Gene Wilder from '78. Was it 1978? Like and it's great. It's just about a murder that happens on a train going across from California to like the East Coast. It's just going like, no, where were they? Go? Well, it doesn't matter. Chicago. It's so irrelevant. They? They're going to Chicago. That's right. Um, <laughs> And it's just, it was great. It's a great little movie, but I can just picture it's there's so much focus on. He's got his little room, and it's got the bed, and it's got a little area here, and it's got the sink in the corner be between the bed and the door. And it, that's all I'm picturing. So if the geography, Danny, of the room ever gets relevant, just remember that I'm only picturing the room from the Silver Street. My problem is apparently I cannot draw a distinguishable armoire from a desk. They are How the same you not thing. How make an armoire not look like a desk? <laughs> A desk is a flat piece of wood, and an armoire is like a chest of drawers. I don't know what to tell you. They've swapped. I'm gonna. I'm, we're gonna play a game. This game is gonna be called Desk or Armoire. Ready? I'm gonna draw two <laughs> things. You tell me which one's the desk, which one's an armoire. How much time do you have, Kylie? I have plenty of time. <laughs> Hold on, I'm drawing an armoire. You can't continue. I accidentally made my armoire more like a makeup table. That's oh, why. Oh no! I turned mine into a little cowboy Among Us. Look at him. Look at that Among Us cowboy. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Okay, and then that's, and then here. All right, Danny, quick quiz. Desk or armoire? One's a rectangle with legs. The other one's a Among Us cowboy. Which is which? <laughs> Mine are both the same. Wow, they really are both the same. I don't know how and this happened. And they're also all beds. You've just got a room <laughs> with a hundred beds in it. All right. <laughs> well, we've done the important things. What's next? All right, you put away your things and you don your costumes for the party. You make your way to the seating car to meet all the other guests. Wait, what are our costumes? What are our costumes? So, like, Danny's p putting on her famous red lipstick, and you'd probably oh, be Oh, because she isn't... Because Danny isn't Ella Manlow. Danny is dressed up as Ella Manlow. And I am not exactly. Dorian Manlow. I'm dressed up as Dorian Manlow. These are not our... We were yeah. two cool detectives who are dressing up as two <laughs> other cool detectives that is yet to be specified. We are you and me dressing up as these particular cool detectives. Now I understand the premise. <laughs> All right. I'm good. Exactly. I've solved the mystery. All right, I'm good. We've walked into the seating area. People. Yes. Entering, you find a beautiful antique seating car with rows of seats on both sides and a large red carpet running down the middle. The car appears to be ready for the museum with numerous paintings, plaques, and displays scattered around. In the seats are people you assume must be the other characters in the mystery. After saying hello, you take your seats and wait for the twins to start the show. 
Moments later, they enter the car. I'm ready for a, for a twin speech. And I'm expecting a okay. very weird twin voice. <laughs> oh, I I, I'm not going to voice it. <laughs> no, no, you got to do a weird voice. That's the rules. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Welcome to my train. I'm Johnny. And I'm Bert. I'm Johnny's brother. You'd think we'd have a same voice, but we don't. That's right. When I was a child, I ate a helium balloon. All right, crazy voices. Don't aside, let him bully you. I, I cannot do one. <laughs> You're good. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for coming. As you know, this is a trip to commemorate our dear uncle's passing. However, our uncle was a very eccentric man, and so my brother and I have decided to honor him in a rather eccentric way. You see, our uncle inherited this train from his uncle, William Graham. In 1938, great uncle William decided to take a birthday tour with all of his favorite friends for his 75th birthday party. These guests, whom you represent, were all invited to come ride and celebrate with him. After the party, everyone retired to bed. The next morning, all of the guests had breakfast together in the dining car and everything seemed perfectly normal. Uncle William did not join them for breakfast, however. Thinking he simply exhausted himself with the festivities the night before, his workers fixed him a breakfast tray and a tonic for his hangover and took it to his private car. Arriving, the steward found him dead in bed with a single shot to the head. His room was a mess with everything thrown about as if the killer was looking for something, but didn't find it. It was rumored that Uncle Graham kept a hidden safe in his private car that kept a large stash of golden jewels. Naturally, everyone on the train was a suspect. The crew was ruled out quickly as they all bunked together. As for the guests, none could be ruled out, but nobody was able to prove who did it. Ever since the murder, Uncle had been obsessed with trying to figure out who did it, and so we decided the best way to honor our uncle is to try and solve the murder one last time before we donate this famous train to the museum. And how better to do that than bringing everyone back and recreating that night as best we can. That's really interesting. It's a cold case. So Elephants can remember. Our murderer here probably doesn't know that they were the <laughs> murderer in the real thing. Yeah, I think so. Oh my God. So Billy Graham was killed. Shot. Shot. And his room was turned up. Mm -hmm. People looking for the Rembrandt letters. Um, that's Silver Streak, by the way. I'm gonna, there's going to be a lot of Silver Streak references. Um, and we're recreating. The people here are the same people who were at that party a thousand years ago. <laughs> and we're going to have to find little... We're gonna, presumably the twins are going to give us some clues and we will use those and look at people and they'll know stuff about themselves and we'll use it to solve an old murder. What if there's a new murder as well? Oh, what if there's a double murder? There could be a double murder. We'll find murder. out. Let's continue. <laughs> If not, we'll kill someone halfway through, just to make it, just to just to spice things up a little bit. We'll kill one of the twins. Um, yeah, if we feel there's a lull. If there's a bit of, a, if we don't know what the solution, we'll start. We'll do our own murder and solve that. It was me. I did it. I'm the greatest detective in the world. I don't know where we're at. That's where we're at. Let's let we can we can continue from there. So everyone, you have free range of the cabins and do your best to think like your characters. And we'll see if we can't solve this murder once and for all. All the cabins have been assigned based on where your characters originally stayed. 
All personal items have been moved that, so that only original features of the train remain. Let us know if you have any questions. We may be able to help. And with that, the party begins, and you're free to look around. Hmm. Oh, no. Okay, okay. So, so twins, are you playing characters as well, or are you just our GM? You're, you're the omniscient hoverers. We are not characters at all. They're just themselves. Excellent. Is someone here playing Billy Graham? I know he's William Graham, but I'm going to call him Billy Graham. No, he's dead. Why would someone play him? Cool. Well, okay, that was my that was my follow up question. At what point of the of the original party recreation are we now? So, like, are we playing the morning when he was found dead rather than the evening where he was having a big party? Good question. You are playing that morning. Cool. So he is in the fiction of our train party. He has died. He Tragedy dead. has struck. And we are on yes, alert. Murder has already man. occurred. Okay. So the real Manlows kind of stuffed this up. Oh yeah, there were there were two famous detectives at that party, and they couldn't do it. You think? Whoops. Oh man, I don't even want to dress up as them so. anymore. I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> like them. Oh, they did it. They did it. How else could anybody get away with it? Okay. How does your seating car look? I didn't draw it. Oh, you didn't draw it. I but I know what I can tell what it looks like. It's got a red carpet running uh-huh. down the middle. There are seats on either side. And I've decided the seats are sort of like facing each other. There's a little table in between them so you can like chat. I drew talk. them generically enough that you can't tell which way they're facing. They're perfect, all just little perfect. hamburgers. Uh, and then there was, there was like um, There were fancies all around. There was like pictures on the wall. Can we have a look at As the... represented by my diagonal, yeah, by, by my diamonds. A couple of coffins on the wall. Um, uh. Yeah, can we have a look at, you said there was stuff in the sleeping car that's set up for the museum and, and like... Seating car, not sleeping the, car. Sorry, in the seating car. Displays or, or something? Or just art? There are. There are several portraits with plaques under them and some displays. Is there, is there one of uh, William? Well, William actually is on all of the photos. So the first portrait you come up to is an elderly woman with a pencil tucked neatly behind her ear. In a book in her hands. This is Ezra Jane Hyten, one of Uncle's favorite writers. In her earlier years, she was a novelist, but in the later years of her career, she became a suffragette and wrote works reflecting the rights of women. As a young man, Uncle William met her at a writing convention and got several copies of his favorite works signed. Later in life, he gave a large donation, helping her open her own colored women's club in New York where she worked towards women's suffrage. After long correspondence at the ripe age of 83, she finally agreed to take a break from her work and come on a tour of the Great Lakes in 1936. Yeah, what year year are we... uh... Pretending it is. Yeah. 1938, so two years after her ride. Okay. William Graham donated money to her, had correspondence, had got some of her books. Yep. Uh, and helped her set up a... Was that a coloured women's club? Yep. Cool. And she has a pencil. And a book. <laughs> and a book. And she's, she's old. Uh, okay, what else is there? All right, next photo. A gorgeous young woman with a smart bob wearing an elaborate necklace. The label of the portrait is Agatha Kane. And then the plaque reading under it, charmed by one of her starring films, arranged a meeting at the premiere of her next film in New York City. Here, William arranged to be seated right next to her. 
Despite their nearly 30-year age gap, they became fast friends, and he invited her on a beautiful Christmas time ride through the mountains and lakes of snowy Canada in the year 1923. For Christmas, Agatha gifted Uncle William an emerald necklace that she famously wore for her first starring role in Hollywood. So we've got like years and locations for these people, but we've also got like things that they gave him that he could have that might be something someone would want, you know? Mm. He's got her uh, diamond necklace. Uh, I had emerald. Yeah, that probably makes more sense. And then also he had like signed books from Ezra. And just because you've mentioned like two separate locations and I'm now in like escape this podcast mode, more so than solve this murder mode just for a moment, you said that she went to Canada with like a a train trip of Canada in 1923 and Ezra did a train trip in 1936 of somewhere else. Great Lakes. Yes. All right, I think I'm good. I think I got my belt points. Yeah, let's do the next one. I'm I'm sensing a, a theme. The next portrait is of a stout short man with a smart suit and a cigar in his hand. This one is labeled Abraham Luciano. A famous mob boss of the 1920s, he made William's acquaintance not from a heist but from a feast. While riding through Chicago, William Graham stopped for a few days to see the sights and ended up stumbling upon what he considered the greatest restaurant in Chicago, Luciano's Place. Owned and run by the famous mob boss, featured the authentic Italian cuisine cooked by his own mother and grandmother. Meant as a front for his criminal activity, the restaurant ended up doing so well, he chose to expand it into a family-owned and run chain restaurant and was (laughs) able to retire from his mob life. Although some mob connections are still rumored to be around. When William had the cuisine at his original restaurant, he was so delighted. He asked to thank the owner, who happened to be there that day for a business meeting. He offered to help fund his expansion and therefore became partners and friends and invited him on a desert ride through Arizona in 1932. Now, I didn't notice anything that he gave to. So, so they didn't all give him a little object. <laughs> Just lots of food, I assume. Yeah. Oh, you've got the original linguine. You've got the linguine <laughs> from the original location and I want it. That's a national school for millions. He wrote the code to all of his safes on the first piece yeah, of linguine. No, he I ever gave cooked. him the code linguine. Oh, why did I give him the code linguine? <laughs> oh. The next one is a spindly mustached man with a sketchbook in hand and an array of different sized and shaped markers and pencils and pens in his breast pocket. This plaque reads During a tour of Europe, William was invited to a private art show debuting Edgar Pascal's newest collection. He liked the work so much he commissioned the artist to do personal portraits for him. Pascal was hesitant at first as William asked him to paint portraits of his two favorite pets. However, upon hearing that these pets were in fact alligators that William had raised from hatchlings, he was too fascinated by this strange request to refuse. (laughs) Upon meeting the well-trained and very pampered alligators, Pascal was so fascinated he had an entire collection based on his meeting. He completed Uncle William's commission portraits and gave him two life-size sculptures of his alligators as well. William was so happy with his work and charmed by Pascal's instant connection with the alligators that he then invited him to ride through the swamps of Louisiana in 1918. 
18 Swamp Ride. Painted his alligators. Also, does he gave him two life-size sculptures of his alligators? Yeah. This, is, this is scary. No one's going to steal those out of a train <laughs> They're not crocodiles. They're just alligators. Oh, yeah, they're probably just dumb, like a foot tall. <laughs> but yeah, people would probably notice if those went missing from the safe. Yeah, yeah. Or, have, or they'd notice the safe if it had two life-size <laughs> alligator sculptures in it. It'd be a hard one to hide. The whole train is the safe. <gasps> We've been on the safe the whole time. Uh, what's another one? Okay, the next one. A tall, fair-haired man in a pin-striped suit with a small journal in the breast pocket and a petite, dark-haired girl with noticeably light lips. Ella Minlo and Dorian Minlo were hired by William to solve a robbery that occurred on the train during one of his trips through New York. The necklace gifted to him by Agatha Kane was stolen from its case. Oh, the okay. world-renowned detectives found the necklace... And William was so grateful, he chartered a trip to Florida for them in 1927. Okay, so first of all, not red lips, which means it was an imposter. Oh, what? I, I I missed that part. Did you say, what? in the piece, did you say they had noticeably not red lips, like white lips? Light. Light. Good, that makes much more sense. So you weren't, you weren't in on your um, lipstick phase back then, or that's not you, or you right now are an imposter. I think we did the murder. Um <laughs> Agatha's necklace was returned, and then they went to, where'd they go to? Is it Florida, or did I make that up? No, it's Florida. Good. In? 27. Fun. Okay, uh, what's the next one? A smartly dressed man with an incredibly manicured facial hair and a comb and hair balm in his jacket pocket. Giovanni Amore, a regarded men's fashion designer of the early 1900s, created menswear from formal suits to laid-back sportswear. One of William's favorite clothing brands was by his design, and therefore he made it a point to befriend the designer and ended up inviting him on a chartered ride through the Great Adirondacks in 1912. Where are the Adirondacks? I was going to ask you where the Adirondacks are. Oh They're an American mountain range somewhere, I'm right? bad at mountains and rivers. Well, look, the right side is the Appalachians and the Catskills, so, and the left side is the Rocky Mountains, so, oh no, there are no mountains left. There's, there aren't, they don't Adirondacks exist. Adirondacks don't exist. <laughs> they don't exist. I forgot the year for the Adirondacks. 12. Adirondack. Oh, mountains. I did not spell that right. They wait, yes, in... I did. Yes, I did. Oh, up in Vermont. Oh, wait, wait, whoa, whoa. We're up in like North in New England. Northeastern New York. Okay. There you go. All I wrote about this dude is that he has amazing hair 1912 Adirondacks. Uh, he's a fashion designer. Great. And uh, Billy Graham wore his clothes. Okay. Fashion. Turn to the left. Yep. Thank you. Um, last one. Last right? One. All right. Your last port portrait is of a skinny middle-aged man holding a trumpet and a binder of music surrounded by several instruments. Gosh. This Packery, while on his tour with Pascal, they stopped in New Orleans for a few days. There, they ran across a musician playing and singing in the streets named Augustus Raymond. He played multiple instruments, and he played and sang so well that William invited him onto the train to entertain them for the rest of the trip. After this, William made sure to get this musician instruments of the highest quality and used some connections to book him a few shows. This started his career as one of the most famous jazz musicians of the 1920s. 
Okay, and so while we don't have a specific trip for him, we do actually, because he was on the same trip with Pascal. So he mm-hmm. was on that 1918 swamp tour. <laughs> Lovely. And his name was Augustus Remont. I've written as R-I-E-M-O-N-T. I gotta be honest, I didn't write down any of their names. Why did you write down any of their names? It's so important. <laughs> I figured I'd remember them. Okay, I'll, I'll quiz you. Who is Ezra Jane Hyten? The writer. Okay, who is... Uh, Giovanni Amore. <laughs> Which one's Giovanni Amore? Who are the others? No, no. Who's Giovanni? <laughs> we meet a man. He says, "Hi, I'm Giovanni Amore," and you got to know who that is. Oh, who is it? <laughs> is it the fashion guy or the mobster? That's my question is to it you. The fashion guy. It's the fashion guy. Good. Uh, who is Luciano? Was the mobster right? Yeah, Abraham Luciano. Who is Agatha Kane? Oh, I guess that's the actress. She sounds exactly like Michael Caine when you come to do her voice. Excellent, excellent. And that's it. That was all the guests. No, there's also Edgar Pascal. <laughs> Artist. There's also Dorian Manlo. Nobody. What about Ella Manlo? Yeah, this is a trick. Okay. Uh, cool. Well, I'm we've looked at all these. I'm assuming, so does that mean that if we looked around the cart, the rest of the seating cart, where all the the other guests are, could we noticeably observe that they're dressed as these people? Yes, they would be dressed as the people. Are there any people here who are, who are not included? Or is it literally just in the room with us, there's an Ezra, an Agatha, an Abraham, an Edgar, an Ag... Uh, no, that's Agatha again. Uh, <laughs> a Giovanni and an Augustus. And like, those are the only other six people aside from us. Other than the twins. Of course. I thought they'd left already, those twins. They sounded <laughs> like they had left. No, they're just, they're just chilling. <laughs> just popping up in the corners. All right, now I can't deal with people. I'm not very good at that. Yep. But my first instinct is to go up to the twins and just say, hey, so which car was your great uncle in? Sleeping car. Which car did they pass in? Yes. Where were they brutally murdered? That would be the private car, just past the Mm, sleeping car. I suppose that makes sense. I've written that there was a private car. I didn't pay any mind as to what that might have been. Yeah, I assumed it was that way. They, were. I was going to interrupt you, but I figured I'd let you embarrass yourself in front of the twins. Um, do we have do we have access to do we have sort of free reign to look around? Is the private car set up in a way that it was set up back then, or is it or is it too private for us now? Well, everything is set up on the train for the museum, so it would be how it was then. Can we go and do you want to have a look at like the world before we talk to people? What's your I mean, plan? absolutely. I want to. I want to snoop the crime scene first. Let's get a bit of snooping in. Can we go and snoop to the private car? Are we allowed to to walk in? All right. You go towards through the sleeping car to the door that leads to the private car, and you notice that it is actually locked. On the door, however, you do see that there's some sort of. It looks like what would be a combination lock, but instead of numbers, there is a basic color wheel. How strange! So I I don't understand what a what a color wheel would be on a combination lock. Is it like four four things that could be set to one of X number of colors? Do you have a basic like understanding of the color wheel, like red, yellow, blue, and then it has green, purple, orange? I clearly drew it with too many colors. That was foolish. Uh, but yeah, I have a faint. I have memories of how the color wheel looks. So it looks just like that, but put on a combination lock and it just has an arrow. Like a high school combination lock, not like 
a number yeah, as well. Oh, so you can cool, rotate cool, cool. Yep, it yep, to yep, point like a, to specific So yeah, colors. you could be like yes. rotate it to green, then rotate it back to dark blue, and then yes. rotate it back to Just red. Just like and then that. Blue. Okay. Fantastic. Okay, okay. Intriguing. All right. Well, that's weird, dude. Is that how your grand, your, your great uncle had it set up? <laughs> Where are we going to get colors? I don't just want to ask the twins for stuff. They won't know anything. Hmm. No, let's just, uh, let's just look around. Maybe the artist will know. But yeah. Let's... Okay, so the only other thing, if you want to do more snooping rather than talking, is we could check some of these sleeping cars. Sleep, check ours, check other people's while they're not here. And be real detectives and snoop around if you wanted to. Or we could just go and actually talk to the people. Uh, okay, you know what? I feel like we'd have to get something out of talking to people first. Yeah, let's, okay. At this point. I, I want to check the crime scene, but if we can't do that, it's got to be people. Uh, let's head back to the seating car. And do you want to pick a random person? Who do you want to talk to? Col I mean, with color on my mind. Done, let's talk Wait, to the artist. Artist or yeah. fashion designer? Nah, artist. Okay. Can we find the guy who is dressed as Edgar Pascal? You take the lead on this one. I will. I'll say, oh, Edgar, uh, well, actually, I'm assuming that's not your actual name, but let's let's just stick with character names, shall we? How are you, Edgar? I'm Dorian. Hello. And what is your character supposed to be? Uh, I'm some kind of, like, uh, detective guy. I'm surprised that there was a detective on the original trip, right? You figure they probably would have solved the yeah, murder. Yeah, clearly disgraced detectives. Yeah, clearly a bad detective. Oops. Um, uh, what about, what about you? You're, I, I was looking at pictures, you're an artist guy, I guess? Yeah, they assigned me to be an artist, but, uh, I work in accounting, I don't actually know anything about art. Did they, they didn't give you, like, a, like, a primer? Like, a here's some fun facts about Edgar? No, I guess they expected us to look into our characters, but, uh, I didn't really want to. No, fair enough, that's a lot of prep for someone's party. How did you decide on your, on your outfit? Did you, did you did you get like a little book about here's how you should dress? Oh yeah, they they had a general description. I assume they had one for yours too, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. It was just like dress like a Very big dumb loser who doesn't know how to solve crimes. <laughs> they seem to really harbor some resentment about their great uncle's death. <laughs> um, well, I mean, do you know what like do you, do you know what we're all kind of doing here? Do you have a plan? Like, how are we going to solve a murder if none of us were actually there? Do you? Like what? Like what do you? What do you? What are your? What are your first steps, man? What would you do? Yeah, are you just kind of gonna hang, or do yeah, you have plans? Yeah, we just get a drink. Oh, I'm I'm just planning on hanging around. I'm here until they serve the food. I like that. It's such an odd. This is me now cutting cutting out. Not I'm no longer talking to Edgar. I'm talking with my mind link. All right. To to uh, to what's your character name? Ella. <laughs> Ella. Let's use our mind link. I don't think this is gonna. Mind link work in the way you're saying it is. It feels like you're going to get too meta for the in-character characters. No, no, let's mind link. Um, oh that's why they cast us with the detectives who also had a mind link. Yeah, back okay. Um, well, like, it seems such an odd thing to talk to people about because, like, we're trying to solve a murder that none of these people know anything about and they weren't there. See, this is why it was a mistake to say that you were talking to Ella because Ella doesn't know that. All right. I'm talking to Dan. Thank you. So, yeah, that's kind of weird, right? I know. It's very curious that the murderer is unlikely to know that they are a murderer. Or even just, like, any facts, mm. right? Like, they haven't been given, like, little primer documents, like, oh, uh, let me read you out, like, I'm Edgar, I loved to walk around. It's so... What would you want to ask this Edgar guy? No, I have no idea. That said, if it turns out that everything is just exploratory and the other people are going to give us nothing, oh, boy, will that be a load off for me. <laughs> that said... Yeah, what? 
I would like to also at some point ask the mobster whether it was suggested for him to bring a gun. Oh, that's interesting. Well, uh, can, can we ask for Edgar, like, what he was asked to bring? If he was asked to bring anything, like, mm-hmm. part of his costume? Sure. Edgar, uh, so you said, you, you know, you were told, like, sort of how to, to, to dress or whatever. Did you get, like, a list of, like, props or anything to bring? Have you brought anything with you that's, that was specified? I did. I brought a few art supplies to stick in my pocket and this little book here, but it's got nothing in it. A little book? Like, a, like, an, like an empty sketchbook or, like, like, literally nothing in it? Like a sketchbook, yeah. But mm-hmm. I don't sketch, so there's just, there's just nothing in it. Makes sense. Do you have a color palette or a color wheel? No. How oh, is that going to help? I don't know. Maybe he's got a color wheel. I got wheel. some colored pens. No, that's fine. We don't need those. Thanks, Edgar. Yet. Uh, yeah. What else? Do- hey, you said you were okay. Let's let's drill down into the real person who you are. What's your actual name? <laughs> <laughs> My name's Daniel Sutter. Is this real, or are you making this up on the spot? Because if so, that's impressive. Making it up on the spot. I don't have real Damn, people. that sounds like a real name. All right, no real people. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it was relevant that, like, you know, you talk to him, you're like, well, I'm an accountant, and I did the twins' taxes, and maybe there's, an act, there's a modern murder mystery going on. I think we've tapped this guy dry. Yeah, okay, you suck. I don't Phyllis. think we're getting anything out of him at the moment. Um, do we want to talk to other people, see if anyone has any better information? I would like to just quickly go to... Luciano? Abraham Luciano. And again, ask similar sorts of questions. Ask what he knows about his character, what he was asked to bring for the night. Mm. He tells you what he knows about his character is not much. He's just basing this off what he's seen in the movies. (laughs) As for what he was asked to bring, he was just asked to wear a nice suit and uh, carry cigars around. All right. Get the feeling that these portraits on the wall are giving us the main deal. Again, I want to say that asking the actress something about her fancy jewellery feels relevant, but I don't know what she would know. Mm. And so, so yeah, so Luciano, you don't know your character very well. You're just sort of making up. It's like a mob, a mob guy. It's just like you, you're just doing Al Capone, right? Or Lucky mm-hmm. Luciano, probably. Um, and uh, so you brought some cigars. Are they real cigars? Nope. They're just some cheap prop ones that I got. No, uh, as That's an fair. asthmatic, I'm in favor. Um, <laughs> I want to, I want to, for some reason, but I think we should ask everyone because it might be that one person will be like, oh, I'm an expert. This was my, I'm dressed as my grandmother. So, you know, you got to ask. So I'd like to just do a quick run through again. Just a little circle of the room. Does any one of the people here tonight, uh, like, have any more familiarity with their character than these first two duds? Like, and you say a circle of the room, wouldn't even have to be a circle. I would literally like, stand in the middle of the room and be like, hey, everybody, hey, just introduce myself. <laughs> My name is Bill. I'm playing Dorian. Does anyone else, do anyone know anything about their characters? Is there, who's playing who? And, and just get, like, just do it as a little group chat. Did you do chat. it? Did you do it? Did everyone write down you're the murderer? Um, yeah. Does anyone know much, anything about their characters or, or something like that? All right, Bill, you stand in the middle of the room and you yell this at them in the top of your lungs and ask them No, no, I just, it's a friendly conversation. Anything. I'm not being a freak. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to start a conversation with people at a party. All right, you very calmly state then. And no, nobody any, knows anything. You get the feeling that these are just a bunch of the twins' friends they've made throughout their lives and they haven't actually prepared for any of this. All right. I don't know how they expect us to solve this murder. Maybe we should kill one of the twins. Um, <laughs> was there anything, when we got to our sleeper car, was there anything in it uh-huh. that screamed like, 
this is the sleeper car of Dorian and, and Ella. Or have they only just gone through and done this sweep to change things while we were in here? They swept through and took out all your personal items, but they didn't change much. Would you like to take a closer look at your cabin? Yeah, after we'd given up on all of these losers, I wanted to go back to our cabin as yeah. well. Oh, well, let's do it. Let's go back to our cabin. What would you like to look at first? The sink. All right, you look at the sink and nothing really looks to be too out of ordinary. It looks like an old time sink. However, when you do try the water, you notice that it fills up and then slowly drains despite not having a stopper in it. So there must be mm. something stuck down there in the drain. Mm-hmm. Can we, like, see anything? Do we have the capacity to fish it out? It's too dark for you to see anything, and you try sticking your fingers in, but it's really tiny and you can't really get anywhere. And just for the practical purposes of just in case, we can't open the uh, underneath the bridge and like grab just, a pipe just, and wrench it. Or just un- unseal the, the U-bend and like pull that okay, out. Okay, no, yeah. You know, I said wrench it as if I meant pull. I meant, no, very calmly use a wrench. Yeah, can we actually like get to... Properly. I'm assuming we can't, but can we? Just make it see whether we need to yeah, solve no. a puzzle or circumvent something. Cool. Not yeah. an option there. Where would you get a wrench? I don't know, the wrench cabinet. <laughs> can we check the armoire? Not for wrenches, I'm not a fool, but can we just check what's in the armoire? Alright, you take a look in the armoire and you see that all of your luggage has in fact been taken out. All you find in there is just dust bunnies and an old hat that you assume was left behind by an old passenger. Possibly Dorian himself, but maybe not. Ooh, and hat. Can we? I'll wear the hat. All right, you wear the hat. So I'm a. I'm to stay in character. I'll then take the hat off because it's rude to wear a hat indoors. <laughs> I'm gonna rifle through the beds. Oh yeah, search, anything... search the mattresses for hidden jewelry. Yeah, anything going on with the beds? All right, you rifle through your beds, but you don't seem to find anything. All right. Is there anything else to check in here? There's the desk. Mm-hmm. I'm a, is there? Does the desk have little drawers? Is there something to search on the desk? Or is it just a slab the desk does have a couple little drawers opening them you find old-fashioned pens and some paper it looks like it's been outfitted with all of the writing letter equipment of the time that would normally be provided on trains okay my first thought is to ruin it by um you know doing the the, when you shade something in to see if there's something written oh i was just gonna pick up the paper and like hold it up to the light or anything to see if we could see stuff like that scratchings from yeah like this is the original letter block written by the detectives and it says like dear whoever i've stolen something and i'm running away exactly nothing like that are there any clues like that there's not but it was also my sister's first instinct to ruin every single paper i threw at them (laughs) well i wanted to ruin danny wanted to preserve but investigate (laughs) yes Okay, so there doesn't seem to be anything interesting in ours other than this thing in the sink. Uh, doors and windows? Oh, yeah, anything check the exciting? door. Uh, check the door. There, it's, it's a nice door. Very ornate, but nothing exciting. And the window is just a normal little train window. Nothing too fancy. All right. No one, no one gets shot and falls in front of our window, and then we think that we're not sure whether or not we I really saw know. it. I don't know how many people have reference. seen this movie. No one's seen Silver Streak. <laughs> All right. There's something going on in there, but we don't know what yet. Should we check the bathroom? Maybe there are plumbing supplies in the bathroom. All right, the bathroom. Inside this bathroom is a small corner sink, a small train toilet, and a shower tub with a toiletries closet. All right, first things first. I pour water in the sink. 
and I check how fast it drains. This one drains normal, no problem. However, while doing that, you notice that there is a drain stopper in this one attached to a long chain. Now, ours didn't have, I'm going to say plug every time. Ours didn't have a plug? Yours did not have a plug. Okay. Well, quite frankly, I think we're on a wild goose chase. Clearly, our plug just got stuck in the drain. Yeah, it's just a plug stuck in the drain. Whoops. Uh, they should, it's just someone chewed it and then dropped it in the middle. Um, well, that's interesting. We have a chain, possibly, but nothing. We need we don't have a thing. We need a magnet attached to the chain. I assume the chain is attached. To the, yeah, but we can detach it. We're strong. We couldn't rip open our sink. You think we can rip a chain? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should we check the toilet to see if anyone's hidden anything in it? Like, you don't know what was going on back then. Maybe there's something hidden in the cistern of the toilet. That's true. I don't know if you can get access to the cistern of a train toilet, but let's check it out. <laughs> well, you take a look at the toilet, and for some reason, it does have a cistern, despite mm. being a train toilet and not needing one to flush. Oh, okay, Ooh, we smashed to- the cistern open. <laughs> Yep, that's it. We gently lift off we the gently lift off tank the lid. cover of the cistern. Well, you try to do that, but you notice that it seems to be kind of like rusted on. It you can't just pull it off. Hmm. Do we get the feeling that it's been rusty for a hundred years or whatever, or that back in the thirties it would have been in fine condition and very liftable? Back in the 30s, the train would have been in service, so it would have been very liftable. It's just sat for quite a few years. My question to you, Danny, is do you think this is something that's meant to tell us information about, like, there was some place to hide something back, that, you know, 100 years ago, or that we should be, like, looking for rust remover to free this up, to open it up to see what's inside? You make a good point. What's in the toiletries uh, closet yeah. cupboard thing? All right, you open that up inside. You find a lot of towels and some toilet paper, very basic toiletries thing. Well, there's nothing I'm looking for, unless there's a bottle that says rust be gone. Do you want to rifle through and look for one? Oh, yeah, yeah, if it's possible. Definitely have a rifle. All right, you have a rifle through, and in moving the objects, you hear something thud in the way back of the closet. You take out some towels and some toilet paper, and looking around, rolling around in the back corner, you find a very old, very dirty makeup brush. Oh. One of those nice, big, puffy kinds. Interesting. Is there any uh, color remnant on it? It's very old, so it's kind of got mm. like a bunch of colors on it. It looks like it's been sitting in there for far too long. Since 1938? Possibly. I'd say. Old dirty makeup brush. An okay. Old, a clue. We found a clue. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Someone used makeup in the bathroom. Why would you need makeup other than to cover up the signs of a murder? <laughs> um, do you think there's anything else to look for? Look at. Well, I mean, we hadn't checked out the shower. We could any any like clues hiding in the shower tub? No, no clues in the shower tub. All right. Well, then let's get out of here. Hmm. Here's my question, Danny. Is our next yeah. step to start investigating everybody else's rooms? I, I think right before that, first things first, I want to go back and I want to ask the twins, hey, do you just like have how, however it is to get into the private car? Can we just like do that? I know obviously it would have been locked at the time and everything, but obviously someone was able yeah, to get in there. Yeah, can, you, can we just go in there? Oh, yeah. The combination is simple. 
It's red, blue, green. Appreciate it. Now, oh, that was who easy. Who would know that? Who would know that it's red, blue, green? Yeah. Anybody? It's hmm, a good question. Let's do it. Let's go to the private car then, shall we? Mm-hmm. Can we can we combination up red, blue, green on the color wheel? You do so and open up the door to the private car. Entering the car, you first walk in to an antique seating area with a couch to your left and a small coffee table in front of it and two chairs to either side. Hanging above the coffee table is a large alligator statue designed to look like it's crawling down from the ceiling towards the far wall. Crazy. To the right is a simple dining table with two chairs. And this is next to an antique writing desk. On the wall opposite the door is a painting with a small plaque underneath and a door frame next to that leading to a hall. All right, so we had on the left as we came in, the couch, coffee table with two chairs, and above that, a statue of an alligator hanging from the ceiling. Then on the right as we've come in, there was a dining table with a couple of chairs. Yeah, and, and a writing desk. And there was an antique writing desk. Mm-hmm. A door to a hall. So that's like in front of us is another little door that goes to a hallway? In front of you, it's just an open hallway. Okay. Okay, yeah, just a hallway. Um... And then, did you get the portrait? No. No, there was, there was a portrait it. above the writing desk? Nope, it was next to the hall. What's the portrait? Is this the portrait of the two alligators? It is a portrait of Great Uncle William standing next to an alligator who has a blue collar. The plaque underneath this reads, Hammond, 1904 to 1929. The truth, safety, and protection of the color blue. The statue above us, does it have a colored collar? It has a blue collar that reads Hammond. Does this, I mean, this room, the way it was described, this doesn't seem like it was torn apart or anything. That was just the uh, the bed cart. Mm, I think so. Yes. Either way, I uh, tilt the portrait aside to see if there's anything behind it. Oh, you got to check behind the portrait. Why do we check the other ones? He's probably hidden secrets everywhere. You attempt to do so, and it feels like it might come loose, but you just can't get it to budge. Why are we so weak? What's wrong with these detectives? Shall we continue? Do you want to look around this little area, or do you want to go down into the hallway? Let's go down the hall. No time. Okay. All right. I said that, then I decided I wanted to look down, uh, look around this little area. <laughs> but we'll go down the hall. We'll go into the hallway. I want to know everything that's coming first. Okay. In the hall, all you find is a door to the left that leads to another room and then another one straight forward all over the walls are portrait more portraits let's keep going down the hall no you don't want to look at these portraits no nope. there's so many portraits no time and you don't want to go to the left door you want to go forward this train is gonna land at any minute no it's not okay we'll go down to the far <laughs> the far door all right you go to the far door and you find that it opens into a bedroom all right what do we got in this bedroom First thing you notice is a very large bed taking up most of the room on the left wall. What's really interesting about this bed is that above it is another giant alligator statue with a plaque on it. To the left of the bed is a giant map also with a plaque underneath. On the wall to the right of the bed is a door labeled exit and yet another painting with yet another plaque. This man really loves his pictures. Mm-hmm. On the wall opposite the bed is a large dresser with a mirror on it. All right, what are we looking at, Danny? Uh, alligator number two. 
Alrighty, looking at alligator number two, you see that he has on a red collar, and the collar reads Archibald. This plaque on his chest reads 1902 to 1933. Oh, he just did better. It's a better alligator. Um, uh, what about this this map on the wall? Oh man, he was not good to his alligators. Well, how long they can alligators, live longer than that. How long do alligators live? They have 30 as like a minimum. They're saying in captivity up to 80 years. Oh, this guy was terrible to his alligators. What a f- no, no. no wonder they killed him. So sad. Normally they seem to have 30 to 50 years is the main thing. Oh. Man, what a bummer. Well, yeah, can we have a look at the map on the wall? All right. You want to open up your link and have a look at the map? Ooh. Oh, nice. Okay, oh, this looks like a train map, all right? Yes, it's a train map of the United States. We got A little bit of Canada. There are also several pins located that you can choose to place. And under the map reads, red is the color of love. Let love guide you. Hmm. Is the alligator Perfect, pointing? Bro. Is the statue of an alligator pointing anywhere particular on the map if you're followed its eyes? <laughs> it's actually facing the opposite direction towards the portrait instead of the map. Mm. Ah, fine. Uh, we could let the alligator guide us over there. I already tried moving that portrait. There's also, so you said it had pins that we could like place? There are pins. How many are there? There's a lot. Like a good few. Could we place some pins to see if it unlocks a secret code, right? By doing like, and I'm ignoring the let love guide you part. And I'm just saying. Putting places where the people went on their train trips? Yeah. Like, can we put a pin in the... Uh, Adirondacks, and then a pin in Louisiana, northern Louisiana. There are a couple of pins in Louisiana. And then a second Ow. pin for Augustus. And just follow those those places that we had on the portraits in chronological order. I'm happy to do some geography practice. Just got to find out where these things are. Um, <laughs> First trip was Adirondacks, which is probably okay. this Somewhere stop up there. here. Okay, let's let's just draw an America. Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, I, why did I do this at the bottom of the page? There's no room for Florida. And then we head down all the way to northern Louisiana. Orleans, down here in the little fat part of the bottom. And then, is 1923 now? No, yes, 1923. Yeah, then 1923 in uh, the no. Canadian Great Lakes. Uh, wait, no. No, just Canada. Just Canada. Oh. I should probably like be following the train routes to get there, but I don't know which path they took. 1923, then 1927, us? Yep. Florida. This is Florida. I don't know how to draw this. <laughs> no, this would be much better <laughs> if I were doing it electronically at the moment. This is upsetting. And then up to... The or, or across to the desert in Arizona in 32... Okay, I know where Arizona is. Cool. And then uh, to the Great Lakes in 36. Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> and around that area. Does that look like anything or do anything? It looks like you just scribbled on a piece of paper. It looks like I've just scribbled on a piece of paper. I did not do a good map. All right, so you place the pins in the locations that they went from where they started to where they ended approximately. And you hear a little click, but you don't see anything in this room. I rush back to the portrait in the other room. You rush back and you see that it is open. Yes! There we go. And what's behind it? 
opening it up, you see that there is a safe there. We've found the safe. This has a regular combination lock. And again, like a spinny dial, like classic safe lock lock. Spinny dial, classic safe. This is curious. I wonder if this safe was indeed, like, broken into. I don't think it was. I don't think they could find it. Because they didn't know about all the trips. (laughs) The fools. We have so much to look at, Danny. I know. Let's so not waste many time. Things. Let's just go and look at the uh, the other portrait that's in the bedroom. Okay. Or the painting, rather, in the bedroom. That portrait features William with another alligator. This one is wearing a red collar, and it's simply labeled Archibald 1902 to 1933, just like the alligator is above you. Mm. And this is the portrait that the alligator is facing. So both of the alligators are facing their own portrait. I wiggle this one, this portrait. This one moves freely. It's not bolted down, nothing behind it. <laughs> there was also a, like a dresser with a mirror. You go through the drawers and you don't really find anything. But looking in the mirror, you happen to see what looks like a little flash or shine coming from the alligator's mouth. Ooh. Oh, can we can we get right in there? You reach your hand in and you feel... What might be a lever, but you're a little hesitant to pull it. You don't know what it might do. Well, we got to let love guide us. Let's pull the lever. (laughs) Mystery lever. You pull the lever and you just hear this little pop and something sounds like it's falling down, but you don't quite know where. It's definitely Uh in the room with you, though. (laughs) Oh, it's in the room with us. I was thinking it might be something in 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 the other room that we never went into. Okay, something sounded like that it dropped somewhere. Well, we haven't looked at the exit sign or the exit thing. Okay. Thinking that maybe the exit door unlocked, you give it a try, but nothing happens. It's locked up tight. I was in no way thinking of that. I was just trying to think of something we haven't looked at. Like, I think if we'd already looked at it, it would have been like, you see, this happens in this place. And I thought maybe it was something we hadn't seen. I was thinking the bedposts. Yeah, anything Things weird can change with the bed? sit inside bedposts. You do take a look at the bed, and nothing on the bed itself looks to have changed, but you notice next to it a vent is laying on the ground instead of up on the wall, and it's just left (laughs) an opening in the wall. Oh, man. How big a vent are we talking? A human-sized vent? A very small human-sized vent. Intriguing. Let's do it. You can crawl in. That sounds like it's right for me. I'm going to, yeah. You're a, you're, uh, you are canonically a small-sized human. I gotta wear a mask for this. This is not going to be good for the asthma. <laughs> <laughs> well, asthma aside, you are the only one in this room that can fit. Mm-hmm. So you crawl through, and inside, along your way, you find a piece of paper. Ooh. Now, this scrap of paper looks like it's been pulled from a very little book, and it reads... You're the only one that can fit. Finish him and find the treasure and we'll be set for life. And that is the only part of the note you can read. And it says you're the only one who can fit. You are the only one. You're the only one who can fit. This doesn't look good, does it? You did it. You did the murder. That was part one of this fun train murder mystery. Are you enjoying it? Who do you think did it? What do you think all the details are? Next week will be part two, so get ready for that. Bye.